Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey, it's another great day in Boise, Idaho, and Meridian, and Napa, and Caldwell, and Notice, and Greenleaf, and Wilder, and Parma, and Mountain Home, and Melba. Go Mustangs. <laughs> and uh, anyway, it's a great day. It's a great day to serve God. I hope and pray that you're serving Him with all your heart, soul, and mind. And I'm ready to talk to you today about unlocking the power of God. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you would give me words. And these words would be words that would touch others' lives. And they would see you in what is being said. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to share over the air for all those that may be listening. Lord, wherever they may be at, Lord, be near to them. I pray they put their faith in you and trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, 1 Thessalonians 5.19 tells us not to quench the Spirit of God. Or another translation is not to put out the Spirit's fire. Sometimes up at, at our family camp in September, you know, we always look forward to family camp in September. It's quite a ways away now. But uh, we go to McCall to Quaker Hill. It's a great place. And we build a campfire at night, uh, and we make s'mores for everyone. After all, what's a campfire without s'mores, folks? I mean, really? I mean, you just don't have a camp. You've got to have s'mores, you know? But once it's all over, we have to quench the fire. We have to make sure nothing is smoldering. And let me tell you, it takes a while. Dirt, water, then you have to watch it for a bit. And up in McCall, and usually in dry summers, they're very picky. Sometimes they don't let you make a fire at all, so you've got to be very careful. But I tell you this to tell you that we should be so full of things of God that it would get our attention if the fire was being quenched. Many people's spiritual lives have been quenched because of the way they think, the way they act, and of course, the way they live. Oh, so many people talk the incredible spiritual talk. But when it comes down to everyday living, the struggle begins. There are some things we need to move beyond to be all that God has called us to be. And folks, I hope today that you and I will move beyond those things, that we can be people so filled with the Spirit of God that we'd unlock the, unlock the power of God in our lives and people would see Jesus in us, that we wouldn't be a spiritual know-it-all. I've been around people that they have all the answers. I hear from people, they have all the answers to every issue, and they, they're sure it's from God. And boy, when you start measuring things and realizing, hey, you know what? You think you've got got a monopoly on things. You better be careful because that's when the enemy comes in and says, look, you are super spiritual. Look, you have it together. Be careful. The enemy is like a roaring lion out to devour you. We must move beyond a calloused heart. The definition of calloused is having a hard heart. Someone treats us poorly or someone does something that we disagree with. We get angry and we get bitter, which develops a spiritual callous, which in turn makes it hard for us to quench the spirit of the living God because we will never, ever be right with God if we carry bitterness and unforgiveness in our hearts. I believe, folks, I believe this, that it is a plague of the Christian society. Well, we can handle maybe not living the world and, and, you know, not doing all those sinful actions or whatever it might be, the sins that have been mentioned in the Bible. I think people think they're just fine spiritually because they don't do some of those things. When in actuality, they're probably worse than those who do them because they carry around the attitude of God and I have it all together. 
God and I have a monopoly. People of God, we must purge ourselves of this incredible detriment to our spiritual lives. Attitude is huge. Being everything God wants you to be is huge. Being humble before him is huge. The psalmist writes this in Psalm 66, verses 18 through 20. If I had a cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love for me. Why did God listen to him? Because he didn't have a hidden sin. He released it to God. Hidden sin needs to be released to God. I hate to sound like a prophet today, but I know there are people listening who have a hidden sin before God. You have a hidden sin in your life, and you know it. You know exactly what I'm talking about as I'm speaking to you. Oh, each one of us knows in our heart what that is. But God isn't anxious to beat you over the head with a two-by-four, but he wants you to release it to him so you can have a clear passageway to God, and he will hear and answer your prayers. David made that very clear in this passage. Some people wonder why it seems God isn't working in their lives. And, and I can tell you many times because it's a hidden sin. And believe me, we don't want the pastor or anyone else to talk about it. We will walk out if we hear it in the sermon. All of a sudden, well, man, they're hidden. He must know about this. God knows about everything. God knows. He's the one who knows. We just want to keep cruising along and not feel guilty about anything. That's what you called a hardened heart. When you release it to God, be ready because you're unlocking the power of God in your life. Are you unleashing him to do powerful things in your life? In 1973, I was looking forward to my senior year of high school basketball. And we had our annual blue and gold scrimmage in Caldwell and that the city came to watch us. The first game the city came to watch, and it was between players. With the coaches split us up into two teams. Well, I had a great game. I led the team in, in scoring and, and, and was looking forward to a great year. And then I had an appendicitis attack and had an appendectomy. I was so excited to come back, and, and even the coach wrote in a paper, I have this article that says uh, losing Doherty was – was sad to this, but you know, hopefully he'll come back. And, and I did come back, but I certainly wasn't as effective as I wanted to be. But I was so excited to come back and start playing, so I started practicing when I still had stitches. Was that dumb? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, my appendix was inflamed and, and, and could have burst, so they yanked it out. But But you know what? Just like that in our spiritual world, it's time for a real synectomy in our lives. We need purged of that which is slowing us down. I have believed from the very beginning of my ministry in 1988 in Boise that God wanted to do great things in our lives and it wanted to touch people's lives. And sometimes we rush the gun and we do things we shouldn't do. We don't follow God's plan. See, if I would have followed the plan of healing up before starting basketball, I wouldn't have had to sit out some more because I opened those crazy stitches up. But I was so anxious. But we need to totally surrender our lives to God when we deal with issues that come our way. I don't believe, even 
for a moment that we've seen all God wants to do. And we have watched at Cloverdale, watched the ebb and flow of people come and people go. We have watched people give their lives to him. Many, oh, 400 to 500 people have been baptized over the years here, and God has blessed them. But yet the church still isn't, you know, it isn't a mega church by any sense of imagination. It, we've, we've got, we went through the ebbs and flows. We started with 50 people. We went up to 100, went up to 200, to 300, to 400, all the way up to 800 people. And then we drifted down a little bit, down a little bit, and then COVID hit, then down more. And now we're drifting back up again. And I know there's churches in town. I've been to several churches that are just huge. My daughter uh, has gone to a couple churches that are just large, and I'm so thankful. I want people to be go and worship God. But, you know, I, I just don't want it to be about fanfare. I don't want to just put on a show for people. I'm not interested in the show. You're not going to come to our church and see smoke coming out the back and all these kind of things, I, which I'm not poo-pooing that for anybody else. If that's what they want, if that helps their experience, they have more power to them. But for us, we just want to worship God. We want to sing unto Him. We don't sing for an hour. We sing for 20 to 25 minutes. The Word, the word of God is preached for 35 minutes. We have an hour service, an hour and five-minute service. Could we go longer? Yes. Of course, that, that would, especially in the second service, when we have nobody following us. But it's not about that either. It's about what is happening. We are worshiping, praising, growing in the things of God. And folks, that's what we got to do. And I'm here to tell you, like I've told you many, many times, there is no perfect church. Oh, pastor, I go to the perfect church. I'm glad you feel that way. I'm glad you go to a church that you're comfortable with and you feel good about and you're learning and growing. And if you don't, if you're going and you're miserable, there's something wrong somewhere. And it might be with you. It might be in your spirit. You need to go in not anticipating what's going to go wrong, not anticipating things you don't like, but worshiping God, worshiping in spirit and truth. Pastor Cheney, uh, our pastor, he has had some of the greatest messages the last several months. He started out January with powerful messages. I mean, Word of God inspired and, and people's lives being touched. And it, I told him, I said, Alan, you couldn't have preached a better message. That hit the core. That hit the needs that God is working. And we need that to have happen if we're going to continue to grow in Him. Well, there is a lot of things that come in our way. And a lot of it is that we don't total surrender our lives to Him. We'll surrender a little bit. Lord, and I'm going to give you an hour on a Sunday morning because I just think that I owe that to you. People of God, we owe him our lives. We, he created us in his image to worship him, to spend eternity with him, and to prepare ourselves to the wonderful place called heaven. Tomorrow, I'm going to start the, this message out. It's a second part of this about the pressures that come and how we deal with those kind of things. I'm just anxious to share with you. I'm anxious to share God's word and God's truth. And I hope you get something out of these messages. I hope you don't just listen and say, oh, there was another one. Oh, that sounded a lot like the other one. I'm going to say a lot of my messages sound alike because they're all about Jesus and they're all about the Spirit of God. They're all about the movement of the Holy Spirit. They're all about following him and not following the world. But folks, you and I have a choice. We have a choice to make. What are we going to do with Jesus? Let's serve him. Let's honor him.
Let's love him. Go out and have a marvelous day. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.